Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is a pop-up episode Monday, July 21st, and we are joined with none other than Kaylee Mudge of FSU Softball, myself, TJ Pittenger, and Richie Barnes. Kaylee, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for taking some time and chatting with us. Um, we're super excited to get you on and and chat with you, but uh, I got to start here. We like we're, We take things very, very seriously. We... Uh, very stand up on this show, but double fries, no slaw. I, I coach was supposed to join us and we had some connection issues. So you can say this without getting in trouble without her being on the uh, air, but are you hitting those gut boxes when, when you're in between season or, or, or what, like, are you a Guthrie's fan or where are we at there? I am a Guthrie's fan. Um, <laughs> my cousin actually went to FSU when I was about like seven or eight. So she told me as soon as I got up to Tallahassee that I had to try Guthrie's. So I am a big fan. Um, as long as you order, the God boxes with no coleslaw, you're you're a okay with us. So, yes, so the, I do not. I do not get coleslaw. So, though I don't know anybody that does. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they have that option on their menu. Um, maybe just so that we can have a podcast. But all right, well, so we'll get into some serious stuff now. I'll let Richie take over, and then we'll kind of bounce it back and forth. Yeah, Kaylee. Uh, let's just start. You know, most recently, obviously, you guys were out in Oklahoma City. Didn't quite finish the way uh, you had hoped, but still, uh, as the 10 seed coming in to make it to, a, you know, a game three of the championship is really impressive, especially against that Oklahoma team. They are just a juggernaut. And to get through Alabama, who was probably the second best team all year, just wild. Uh, meanwhile, regular season, you know, you were kind of used some in relief and then started starting a little bit. I think you had 16 hits during the season. And then all you do is get to Oklahoma City and break Jesse Warren's record of uh, most hits in a college world series. Did you know you were breaking Jesse's record? Uh, do you have a relationship with her? I don't know if she helped recruit you or not to the school. Um, but just what was that feeling like knowing you broke the college world series hit record? That's as a freshman, that's phenomenal. Yeah, it definitely feels surreal. I don't think it's really kicked in for me yet. Um, I actually didn't know that I had tied it until after the game when it showed the box score on the scoreboard. And I saw that it said my name and then it said that I tied the record. And then when I got on my phone, Jesse Warren had texted me and said, go beat that record girl. So um, yeah, she's been very supportive of me through FSU. She's a great alumni. So um, it was cool to beat her record. I didn't ever think that I would do that in life. So um, it was definitely a fun time, fun week. Um, and yeah, it was been a dream. It's always been a dream just to be in Oklahoma City, let alone break a record or make it to the national championship series. So it was just a really fun week, I think, for all of us. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, last week we actually had John Pock on the podcast and TJ asked a question about, you know, you see these players getting, getting in the zone like Kevin Durant, who scored 49 points the night before we interviewed him. Um, and it you know, we asked John, like, do you get in the zone on the golf course? And he said, yeah. And it's when it happens, it's just surreal because you don't really know what's happening. I feel like that's how you had to be almost the entire time you were out in Oklahoma City. I mean, you had a five for five game. That's ridiculous against really good pitching. Did you feel yourself in a zone that do you feel like you're taken to another level? Because people like me and TJ, you know, we're not great athletes at all. So we don't know what that's like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think that I was living in the moment that whole week. Um, like I said, it's been a dream to be there. So I think going into it, I didn't want to psych myself out or put too much pressure on myself. And the little girl in me would have just wanted me to have fun. And that's exactly what I did. So I didn't really feel any pressure. Um, I didn't even know that I was really breaking the the five for five record or the, 
the hits record until after the fact. So I think that helped too, because I didn't really get in my head about trying to break records or trying to do too much at the plate or in the field. So um, my teammates just really kept me grounded and I just kind of was out on the playground. That's what it felt like. T-Will said that when we were going to OKC to just treat it like you're going out on the playground. And I feel like that's what I did. So we're, uh, we're excited for next year already. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes, but uh, we might be expecting 15 hits next year at the uh, Oklahoma city. So no, no pressure from us though. Um, (laughs) Another record that Florida state tied um, eight consecutive elimination games, one dating back to, 2018 and it seemed like every time Florida State would get in that situation um well I'll even back up I think that uh you know the way that we went in and beat LSU um where a lot of people would have said that LSU should have been the team to move on they were the seeded team at home um and then we we go to Oklahoma City and and lose that first game and you're just like oh there's no way we can do it again right like it happened in 20 but like we're not going to win four straight games against, and you look at like the other teams that are out there, Alabama and Oklahoma state, Arizona, the different teams that you had to beat. And you're just like, are we going to be able to do that again? And I mean, spoiler, we did, but um, do you feel like there's less pressure, you know, when that happens? Like, do you just play Luke? Cause I feel like a lot of teams would like tense up, but like, not just you, but like from a team mindset, how are you guys able to just kind of like chill out and play relaxed? Like, when like if you lose your season's over like i'm stressing out on my couch watching with my kids you know how are you guys not stressed the heck out yeah i mean even going back to the lsu series we were the 10 seed we weren't supposed to make it out of that um super regional so to make it out of that was awesome and then after dropping the first game i think we all just kind of realized um you know we, we didn't know if we were ever going to get back there um we had a team meeting in and T-Will made a great point. He was like, you guys don't know if you're ever going to be back here in this moment, so make the most of it. Um, and so from there, I think that we just – we played our hearts out and we didn't really worry about results or the scoreboard or anything. We were just having fun with each other because we didn't know when our last ending would be, when our last game would be, when the last pitch would be. So I think we tried not to make the moment bigger than it was and look at the big picture of coming all the way back in the loser's bracket. I think that we just focused on one pitch at a time and tried to play our hearts out and leave it all on the field. And I think that's what we did. Yeah, no, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. We we really enjoyed it. We we had coach on after every round, and uh, Liz came the one time, and so we we enjoyed it a ton. Um, so many big moments, and we'll talk about a couple of them, and then kind of move on from some of that. But walking it off against LSU, obviously fantastic. Did you? Okay, so we we're watching the broadcast, so we heard it like two billion times. But I mean, you guys had heard the narrative that like whichever team in that in the LSU Florida State matchup whichever team wins first like that's not a good thing cuz the other team is so do you think about things like that or is it kind of like ah they're just saying it and you move on or is it like no 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 we're going to prove all of you wrong you know all the four letter networks and everybody else, we're going to win both these games or is it like is that like more for the fans like we make a big deal of it or what cuz we heard it probably 2000 times on on both broadcasts I think it's probably more for the fans. I mean, speaking as a freshman, I wasn't in those other LSU series. So I think for the seniors, it was probably in the back of their minds. But, I mean, we went down 2-0, and we really didn't feel like the game was over yet. We were just going to keep fighting. Um, There was never a complacent attitude of, oh, well, we have another game. Like, we still got after it, even though we were down by two runs. And I think after seeing that game, you know, coming back, two or three different times in that game. I just, I had a feeling I knew that we were going to walk it off um, and go to OKC. So I think it's probably more for the fans, but it's still like cool for us to kind of break the narrative for that part. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Then uh, in Oklahoma City, I mean, it really looked like that game against Arizona. It got really late and it got really scary. <laughs> um, came back, hit a three-run home run to tie the game up. They score again, and we have to tie it up again to uh, to end up winning. But beat them. But then played. Tell me your thoughts on. And I know a lot of the the player mentality is probably just, hey, we just go out and play. Like we go out and play when we're told to. But what's it like starting a game at midnight? Like I, I guess eleven fifty local time. But were, were you guys? I mean, you'd be real with us. Like we won't. You're not going to get in trouble or anything. But like, um, were you a little annoyed? Was it kind of like really like we're playing at this time or not moving it off or like? And there's been a lot of, you know, Oklahoma. A lot of the different coaches and you know, women in sports and stuff like that have talked about like, Hey, would, would they have done this on, on the other side of the coin? You know? So a lot of people have kind of spoken out about that and just player safety and different things. So what was that? What were the team's thoughts about having to go out and play an elimination elimination game that late at night? I think when we realized how late it was going to end, we were like, wow. Like if we end at three AM, we're going to have to come back and play Bama twice tomorrow. And, and I think thinking about that, we were kind of like shocked that we were going to have to do that. But I mean, when they tell us to play, we go play. And and I was excited. I feel like it was going to make some memories. A bunch of us were just happy to play. And we were sitting around all day, so we didn't want to have to um, cancel it and then come back and possibly play three games in a day. We didn't know what the schedule was going to look like. So I think we were mostly excited um, just for the memory part. But of all the coaches that I've spoken out about it, I realized like it was definitely not a fair advantage because – even though we won, I mean, we probably didn't play our best game. And there were a lot of mental mistakes on both sides that probably wouldn't have happened um, if it was a regular timed game. So uh, looking back, it was definitely a fun experience, uh, probably more fun because we won. But um, I also feel bad. Definitely was a, a true experience. I hope that it doesn't happen again. I hope that it doesn't <laughs> happen to anyone else again because, I mean, by the end of the game, I mean, half of us were just crying because we were so exhausted. No. Once that um, double play was turned, we were like, Oh, we can go to bed. So, <laughs> um, definitely was a mentally exhausting game, but I'm glad we came out on top and then got to go play Bama. So. so, so I don't want to get you in trouble. I know you have three more years at Florida state, but at the same time, but what was that messaging like? Because it, to me, it's frustrating, you know, especially we've had, you know, Jen Hyde, we've had Lonnie, we've had Brooke, we've had Sue on this podcast. We're big advocates of women's sports. And, uh, you know, you go back to the NCAA tournament where the men have this beautiful workout area and the girls have like a set of dumbbells, right? Then you go to the college uh, golf where the, they just told the ladies like, yeah, you're not playing, but of course it's too wet. This would never happen. I, I don't know. What was the messaging you guys had? Uh the explanation to have to play at three in the morning. Cause that's ridiculous. Right. I was upset. Cause I'm an old man. I go to bed early. I couldn't stay up to watch. You that. guys could have played. But- <laughs> you guys could have played at 10 PM and Richie. Was crazy. I was happy to wake up and see you guys won, but at the same time, even my wife, you know, she's like, why would they make them do that? Because it's on ESPN. Let, let everybody, you know, we talked with Brooke last night. We need exposure for these sports. Cause most people who watch it, you know, especially softball, the, the, way it is today it's a really exciting sport no one's watching at three in the morning eastern time so again what was the explanation you guys had and uh, obviously like uh, you mentioned tj mentioned you guys were troopers you went and did say hey that's when we got to play we got to play but that had to be frustrating saying like what's what are we doing here it definitely was frustrating i i kind of wish that they would have given us a type of explanation because i don't really ever hear an explanation as to why we had to do that um i think 
after being at the World Series and hearing what the baseball World Series gets, how they get twice the amount of days and they get off days and they get massages and golf outings. After hearing just the comparisons, I, I guess I realized how um, how different the two sides of the coins are. Um, so that was pretty frustrating to find out. Obviously, like I love softball. We love softball. We're all just excited to be in the World Series and play, but you don't always get people's best game if you're crunching so many softball games in a short amount of time. Um, I remember when we were in the rain delay against Alabama for our first game, we were honestly pissed because we thought that we were going to have to play at midnight again because we were supposed to play Bama twice if we had won that first game. Um, And I know that, you know, our coach went to battle for us and had them extend the World Series for an extra day because that just would not have been fair at all. But I don't know why they couldn't have done that the night before. Um, So I never really heard an explanation. Maybe I just um, didn't see the post. Maybe they posted something. I'm not sure. But I, I don't really know why that needed to happen when six days is already a really small amount of time to play a lot of softball. Um, and the boys world series gets 12 days and we get six. So I'm not really sure what the explanation is from the NCAA. Um, I would love to hear it, but (laughs) I think that it would have been great if we didn't have to play at midnight, definitely made some memories. But again, I mean, someone could have gotten hurt from just the mental and physical exhaustion. We had already played a game that day and, Oklahoma State had um, waited around all day to play. So that wasn't fair to them either. Probably uh, gave you memories from your AAU days, I'm sure, because I know my sister played AAU basketball. I'd go watch her play like four games in a day, and she'd come home exhausted and mm-hmm. a teenager. So I, I, I've i seen that up front, and, and I, I agree. So something positive, though, um, we'll, we'll get off a little bit of the negative. Um, <laughs> and we'll go to some of the positive. We Again, we, we chatted with Brooke. Um, from the women's basketball team last night and, and appreciate her for sure. Um, your coach a talked about this. The first time she was on the pod, you know, you, you obviously remember the play it's been replayed a million times where Jesse caught that ball against Washington and threw the doubled the girl off of first. And then obviously Josie's play this year has been replayed a million times. And coach was just talking about when she came on that first time, I think back in February that that was, yeah, it was right after Josie's play had happened. Um, how just she just wishes that like when people would write when those plays would happen whether they're like guys or like we don't that we wouldn't think about like oh that girl made a good play right mm-hmm. oh that wow i can't believe that chick made a play or i can't you know no it's just athlete like they, they were just athletes right like it, it's not about a girl made the play or a guy wow that's impressive that a girl dunked the ball or a girl just athletes and that was really the point that coach a tried to hammer home um so taking that into this this was the most watched women's college world series ever. Um, Florida state soccer played in the most viewed championship match ever. Um, part of me wants to think that Florida state being in the front and center of both of those competitions had something to do with it. But uh, it, on a serious note, what does it mean to you that there is so much momentum in women's sports? And that's not the only thing. The final four was up uh, for the l- largest numbers they've had in a decade. Uh, the WNBA's finals are way up. Uh, last year, like the, the, I'm just kind of mentioning the things that we excelled in. Beach volleyball was way up. Uh, what does it mean to you that there is so much momentum around women's sports? I honestly think it's great. I, I feel like um, growing up, it wasn't as big. And I've always watched softball since I was a kid. And it wasn't that big of a deal um, just for the people that played softball. That's mostly the people that would watch. And, and now we have 3 million 
viewers watching the national championship game. That's huge. Um, I think just the people who have um, come before us and paved the way for the sport of softball and for all women's sports is just huge um, to see the exposure and to see people fighting for more women's sports exposure and um, for it to start happening now is great. Um, even at the World Series, they added that upper deck and there were 13,000 fans there and mostly all of them were rooting just for softball. I mean, we had our little pod of FSU fans and the opposing team would have their big um, fan section, but it, it was just cool to see everyone there for softball. And then when I saw the viewership, I was like, wow, like softball is growing. And I know that, you know, soccer was growing and women's basketball is growing. And I think it's just so great to grow up in a time like this because when I was young, it wasn't this exposed. And um, now to be playing where it's being exposed is really cool, I think, um, just because I've watched it for forever. But to know that a bunch of people throughout the world are watching it now, too, is just I think it's great for women's sports. It's a great step forward. So you mentioned something. They expanded the upper deck, 13,000 fans, probably 12,500 for Oklahoma, right? Yes. That that has to be, honestly, and I'm not even joking here, the most hostile environment for a college athletics national championship environment we've seen in years, right? Um, Because it's not like the Bucs that just won the Super Bowl at home. You know, you basically were playing in Oklahoma's backyard. You guys stole game one, but could you tell... Was that by far? Obviously, LSU can be tough. Um, some of the places you guys have been to, Florida has pretty good support for softball. I know you've played there. But that had to be one of the toughest environments ever to have 13,000 fans at a softball game, 99% unfortunately cheering against you guys. Yeah, it was super loud. I just remember every time Oklahoma did something good, I wanted to plug my ears because it was just sound overload. It was so loud when they would do something good. Um, surprisingly, the fans were pretty nice. Um, obviously every now and again, you hear something, um, from the outfield stands when, whether we were playing Oklahoma or playing, um, Bama or whoever, but for the most part, the Oklahoma fans were uh, pretty nice, which was relieving because we've always been, but I've been an outfielder. I've been behind fans that are not as nice. Um, but I mean, it was cool cause they were even still there for softball. Um, it was definitely a difference from playing Bama and then playing Oklahoma because there were more people in the stands um, during Bama's game that were just cheering for anything. And then you get to Oklahoma and they say the Oklahoma Sooners and the place erupts and they say the Florida state Seminoles and you hear our little fan section cheering. So <laughs> there was definitely a difference. And um, it was definitely intimidating at first, but I think just to soak in the whole moment was so cool. I know Danny and I were just like, this is so cool to play in an environment like this. So maybe not as much because they were playing in their own backyard, um, not as much support there, but what did the support from just FSU nation mean to you guys? I know that when you guys got home, um, it's so cool to me, like obviously not coming off the loss, but the fact that we came off the loss and I feel like there were more people out there supporting because we lost than would have been if, if we just won it. Cause we'd have done some big celebration or something, right? Like out at, um, on campus or whatever, but the support there at the airport when you guys got home, the support on social media, the support for from different outlets, um, you know, their intel has him, you know, the media coverage, being on ESPN, all of that. Like, what, you know, not just you, but like the team, you know, what does that mean to you guys to just have like, I mean, there's nothing else going on, right? Like, baseball, baseball was playing, but like, baseball wasn't, you know, wasn't moving forward. Football was done, basketball was done. Like, literally, everybody's just sitting there cheering for you guys. What, what was that like? 
I think it was super cool. Um, you know, our fan section that came to OKC was great. They were so loud. Um, there were so many alumni that had come, uh, JB and Alex Powers and Megan King, Jesse Warren. There were so many alumni that came. And that was cool to, like, look up and see them all cheering for us because they were once in our shoes, you know, Callie Harrod. Um, but I think to see all the support that was back at home as well was just so cool. I know that football had a watch party and and some other sports were sending us videos saying good luck. And I think that was so cool as well. Um, and then I know most people have heard that, you know, there were baseball players that drove um, all the way from Tallahassee to OKC to watch. And I think just the support meant so much to us. It was kind of like bringing a little bit of Tallahassee to OKC and then, you know, just to see all of the support that we got at home uh, was just so cool throughout the week. I mean, not just for the uh, championship series, but throughout the week, there were so many people that reached out from Tallahassee and from Florida State. And it was just so cool to see um, Tallahassee kind of represent us and go to OKC and then still have some fans there. But yeah, definitely cool to see all the support there. Yeah, Kaylee, just a few more. And we'll get you out of here. We really appreciate your time. But, you know, Lonnie's been on this podcast probably more than anybody else it's her and uh mike mark jr probably tied for the lead right now and she never wants to talk about herself she always wants to share the love about you know you ladies and everything you've accomplished what's it like playing for her because she seems like a really cool woman that um you girls would love to play for she's kind of like a second mom to me honestly i mean she advocate advocates for us so well and and all three of the coaches really and the support stuff that we have is just amazing and I know that a lot of people say this, but it really is a family. Um, Coach has just been so amazing this year, and I've gotten to know her through recruiting and stuff, and she's just so real and authentic. You know, I know that there's other programs out there that it's totally different when you get there versus recruiting, and, and it really wasn't with FSU. I mean, even with Troy coming in, like, he was a great fit for the program, and, and he will helps us so much. He's the one who recruited me, so I've gotten to know him as well, but – Coach is just amazing. All three of them are just so helpful and just I can't say anything bad about them. They're really like a family to me. And it's awesome that, you know, we have coaches that just root for us as players and people. I can go into their offices at any time and talk to them about anything. And I think that's huge in a coaching staff because it builds a lot of trust and a lot of love. So Awesome. And then it, it looks like you got some softballs <laughs> over your left shoulder there. Are, are there any special stories behind any of those or are, are they just random softballs? Because, yeah, um, that, that's what you do. <laughs> I think that they're most of my high school home run balls. There's only four. Okay. I don't hit very many home runs. <laughs> um, but yeah. But you get a lot of hits, so it's okay. Yes. I'll take the singles <laughs> up the middle. I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think they're just, um, yeah, home run balls. And then there's a national championship ball from 2018. So Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So you talked a little about family. We got some big news this week um, that we have somebody returning uh, to play again next year with Sydney coming back. Um, I saw the for those that aren't watching and just listening on audio, Kaylee just had a bigger smile now than she's had the whole time that we've been chatting. But uh, what is, I mean, you know, the entire fan base loves Sydney and I feel like has really just rallied around the entire team and, and loves the team. But what does it mean to you that, that she is going to come back and play again next year? It definitely means a lot to me. Um, Sid's been obviously a leader from her freshman year on the team. And, and again, I watched her when we, when they won the 2018 world series. So to play with her is surreal in itself, but she's such a real person and a great teammate, great player, great person. Um, she supported me personally this whole year. You know, she was helping me through a lot of struggles and through the postseason, like her and I were always talking before we went up to, to 
hit because she was always behind me. And I'm, I'm just so excited to have another year with her. I've learned so much from her and she's been a great teammate to me. So I'm excited to have another year for her. So, and I'm sure she's excited to be with us too. Yeah, no, we're super excited for it. So, um, long grind, um, of a season, weird COVID year, you know, last year. And then, um, long grind of a season this year where everything was kind of still awkward, not full crowds, scheduling weird, everything else. But, uh, are you, are you enjoying your time off or like, are you ready to get down to Clearwater like right now and, and try and go? Cause we, Richie and I have talked about this. Like you look at like teams that have lost the national championship. Like a lot of times they come back and they're right there in the middle of like, like when, you know, like the Lakers lost. I mean, I don't know how big, you know, and all this other stuff you are, but like the Lakers lost and then won two in a row. And then LeBron lost and won one in Miami, then lost again in Cleveland and won the next one. And so that's just a pretty con- like that happens a lot. Brady's won like three times after losing the year before. And so Florida State football, 98, 99. Yeah. Like, so are you enjoying your time off? Or are you just ready to get down to Clearwater for the invitational <laughs> and like start and like go back at it? So. Um, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm definitely a softball rat. So, I would love to just jump on the field and play again tomorrow if I could. Um, I know that um, to be smart, it's probably nice to take some time <laughs> off, um, but I'm already excited to start working for next year. Um, I love softball and I already miss my teammates. I've been gone for like three days and I already miss my teammates. Um, but I know that some time off will be nice, you know, hang out with family and friends here in winter springs and then going back up for fall to get ready for another spring season. So definitely excited to get back out there next year. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap up and let you go. But we heard, or you actually told us, we won't even like pretend. But we heard you have a favorite food spot in Tallahassee. Um, can you tell everybody what it is and what your order typically is there, and why they should go grab that? This is like a food, obviously double fries on slaw. We asked about Guthrie's. You know, Brooke was on last night. We were asking about Jimmy John's. Like this is just these are the really hard hitting questions that we uh, bring people <laughs> on for. Um, my favorite place is Burrito Border. Devin and Sid actually um, showed me that place. And then I've been showing a few of my other teammates and we're all obsessed. I'm sure that we probably keep them in business. Um, <laughs> at this point, I get um, the Crunchum tacos and it's like a soft taco with queso and then a hard taco. And then I fill it with mm. beef and cheese and it's so good. Um, probably one of the best places I've ever eaten at in my life. I probably go once a week, um, <laughs> but I have to give credit to Devin and Sid because we were rolling out one day at practice and they mentioned it and I was like, Oh no, tried it. And they were like, you have to go. So I went and I was obsessed with it. So that's where I spend most of my money. So, so real quick. Have you ever been to gringos in Orlando? I have not. Cause it is phenomenal. They have a item on the menu called the double D's. It's the exact same thing. It's a toasted soft tortilla shell queso hard shell. Whatever seasoning they put in that ground beef is phenomenal. So get to a Gringo's before yes. you get back to Tallahassee. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> um, we've talked with Coach A about this. Richie has volunteered to take uh, batting practice when we. Come I, I haven't the, volunteered for yeah, he has. Marlon, knew him real quick. Um, we, Richie is going to take uh, batting practice from um, whoever you pick. You could pick. So cats, fine, like whichever, like it doesn't matter. Richie's going to come out and take um, batting practice and see how many times he can, you know, not strike out. So uh, just get get your teammates ready for that because we're excited for it. Also, too, I'll ask you this and then we'll let, we'll really let you go. I know we said like 15 times, but um, do you think you could win a staring contest um, with uh, with Josie or no? 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. She's one of my best friends, and she's one of the biggest competitors I know, so I don't think that I'd be winning any contest against her. She – her stare was like – I mean, like, it was, like, scary, right? Like, I, you know, like, she would, like – I like, she struck fear into my heart, like, from my couch in Tampa, like, while she was staring at me, so. It was um, funny because the camera would always, like, swerve around, so, like, it was so obvious when it was on us, and so – there were so many times that, you know, Kat and Anna would be sitting right there and I would just like look over in the dugout and they would be playing around with the camera. <laughs> so, and then Josie got her staring contest on. So it was yeah. fantastic. Well, we appreciate you so much for not only coming on and chatting with us, but everything you do for FSU. Um, we loved watching you this season. We, I, I'm kind of like you, you know, my wife played softball. I used to go to all of her games when she was in school and I'm, I'm ready for it to be, you know, invitational time in, in Clearwater. I'm like 20 minutes from there. So I'm excited. I'll be there. Um, but we can't wait to see you guys out there again on the field. And we're so proud of everything that you've done um, for FSU in this season. So thank you so thank much you for so your much. time. Thanks. Kayla. Thanks. Kaylee Mudge of FSU softball. We appreciate her. We appreciate her time for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. She was awesome, man. She was really exciting. And th their team was just so much fun this year, Richie. Um, had a blast watching them. And I, uh, for real, like Karen and I are talking like, all right, so that weekend comes up, like we'll go down there and, and check them out and take some PTO and go. So should be fun, man. Um, anything else? Any shout outs before we get out of here, Richie? Um, you know, I can't really think of anything today. So it's, you know, we, we did shout outs last night. So um, yeah, man, more tomorrow night. So we, we all right, could, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out. This is Double Fries No Slaw. Until we see you guys again, go Noles.